Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Oaktree Institute podcast. My name is Zawad from Oaktree. In this episode of the podcast, you will be listening to a recording of a webinar we hosted a few months back in collaboration with Columbia University MSA. The topic for the webinar was building resilience. Our instructors Rami Kawas and Muhammad Hassan breaks down the science of resilience and how we can practically adapt to new challenges, how we can persevere and excel during difficulties. We hope you enjoy this episode. Bismillah alhamdulillah first uh, we begin uh, by praising uh, Allah Azza testifying to his oneness and greatness, um, testifying to the Prophet of his most beloved. Um alaikum everybody. Zakwakh um, everybody for joining us. I know it's, uh, uh, these are really interesting times, like Ayman said. I mean, they're uh, really unprecedented times um, dealing with the uh, coronavirus pandemic. And, uh, and, and first and foremost, I think we want to start by saying uh, we hope and pray that everybody's in good state of health. Uh, and well-being. Uh, we we uh, definitely hope that um, yani everybody's family is doing well. And uh, I, I hope and pray that yani everyone, all of us, I think, uh, will really benefit from today's talk because I think all of us, it's kind of this first time, maybe maybe the one of the first times in human history that all of humanity is going through one kind of adversity at the same time uh, in, a, in a very kind of historic way in a way that's kind of unprecedented. So uh, we really appreciate everybody taking the time to be with us today, talking about what we think is one of the most important topics and one of the most important life skills, uh, which is around building resilience. Um, and I'm very honored to be here with you all and with my dear friend and uh, colleague, Muhammad. How are you doing, Muhammad? Alhamdulillah. I think uh, folks are coming in. If you look at the chat, uh, we have... Um... Let's see, all the way up from uh, Sultana from Brooklyn. We have Yunus from Florida. We have uh, Misbah from Maryland. Uh, we have Ariz from New Jersey. Uh, we have, uh, of course, uh, Ayman uh, from uh, Boston. Boston. So, alhamdulillah, it's, it's really good to be here. Yeah, mashallah. May Allah bless all of you. And again, uh, I think there's, uh, in Jatana, what we're going to do is try to make today a really a conversation more than anything. Uh, resilience is a, a topic I think we're both super passionate about. We've, we've studied and um, we've kind of gone into a lot from a psychological perspective. So it's something we're really excited to present. Uh, but we want to make today a conversation. Definitely, we would like uh, for the most part, to have you engage with us as much as possible. So please do use, there's two main features to engage with us. Uh, the chat is a great one, and thank you everybody for introducing themselves. Uh, that's a place where we want you to reflect or comment, uh, even share a question, if you will. Uh, for those, of, those that are with us on Facebook, also please um, reflect with us or share any comments in the comment section. We'd love to hear that. We have people monitoring both chats. Um, also, we would love that, you know, you have, for those that are attending through Zoom, the webinar feature has a Q&A feature where you can share questions directly with us and they'll pop up as we're presenting in chat out. And we'll try to make sure that we're addressing your comments and your questions as we go along. Um, and the, also, I guess if uh, Ayman or, or, or Jawad, I'm not sure who's here, can monitor uh, any questions or comments we get on the Facebook Live and we definitely want to be able to, uh, you know, uh, address that as well. No, definitely, definitely. I'll be on that, Sean. Awesome. Perfect. So uh, the first place we wanted to start is kind of uh, why resilience? Why are we talking about resilience? And why is resilience important in the times of crisis? Um, and I think it's uh, important for us to set up our conversation because um, I think, again, 
understanding first, obviously, the, the, the crisis that we're all going through with COVID-19, uh, the reality that we're all, all of us are in some way, shape or form feeling the effects, the pain, um, the, uh, the impact of handling a pandemic, whether it's, uh, you know, some of us might have gotten sick or people we know might have gotten sick. Um, some of us definitely are being affected maybe economically. Uh, definitely we're all being impacted socially. Um, so I think it's important for us to understand that as we go through challenges, resilience is one of those life skills that um, allows you to understand how to handle challenges. And I just want to start, Hassan, if that, uh, by defining yeah, resilience. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I would have been encouraged if, if anyone here would uh, feel free to write down in the chat, how has COVID-19 and this pandemic, how has it impacted your life and, and lives of your family, um, your school work, um, your, your jobs, uh, whatever it might be for you? Uh, has it, how has it impacted you as well? Feel free to um, you know, put it in the chat. Yeah, that, that would be, that's a, that's a great, great, uh, great uh, uh, thought, Hassan. And I, I think uh, what, so I think the way we're being impacted will really address why it's important to talk about resilience. Uh, so let's just, I want to just start by defining what resilience is, and then we'll talk about why it's important to talk about right now. Uh, so resilience is the ability to, for an individual, to withstand or adapt or uh, handle uh, challenges thrown in their life, obstacles, difficulties, uh, hardship that's put in their life, and not just for them to adapt, not just for them to handle it, but also for them to endure, to continue to go on, to continue to go stronger. Um, and that's kind of, it's a, it's a really powerful concept, I think, that we as a community, we don't talk about enough, I think. Uh, and inshallah, we'd like to reflect today on uh, its essence. How do we build it? Where does it come from? Um, and, and things of that sort. So I guess why is resilience important right now? Um, would love to hear from you all, maybe in your, your chat. Again, maybe you're going through something right now. Why is resilience super relevant to what we're going through right now? We'd love to hear uh, from you all in the chat or uh, uh, kind of a, your reflection or your thoughts. Um, Hassan, any, anything you want to add to that? No, I think um, first and foremost, uh, as Romy said, um, I want to begin by uh, you know, praying for each and every one of you and your families. Inshallah, you are safe and healthy and your families and loved ones are safe and healthy. Um, and uh, you know, I think this is the right moment to talk about resilience. Uh, there are some people that will go through this historic, uh, unprecedented, that's you know impacting every aspect of our lives. Some of us will go through this and uh, we'll come out okay, uh, and some of us will struggle through it. And 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 so we're gonna talk about what makes someone be able to go through this in a way that's um, somewhat healthy, that that that's somewhat empowering. And I think that's the what is in in essence what the study of resilience is. And so we want to be able to see what do people who are resilient, what do they do different, right? And then I, I want to be able to, you want to be able to um, implement that, make it practical, tactically, how do we make that part of our lives? And I think that's what, what's important today. And I, and I think it's particularly important because, you know, we don't get taught, you don't go, you don't take a class on how to handle problems in life. There is no course you take in college even if you go to Columbia, or, or, or there's, no, there's, no, there's no high school or college, you know, unless 
you know, usually parents aren't giving you kind of the lowdown on how to handle tremendous difficulties in life, uh, how to handle definitely unprecedented situations that we're going through right now, you know, but all of the challenges that go through, we don't learn how to. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, if you don't, if I were to tell you like, hey, I want you to go work out and learn a sport, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to teach you how to get equipped for it, how to, how to build your mind. It's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to wind up playing. You're going to go through these challenges, but I'm never going to teach you how to get yourself ready for them. And I think that's why what, what the subject we're going to talk about today is really looking at it from a psychological perspective and definitely from the perspective of learning from our deen and, and the Islamic tradition and things that we that get infused um, from, from many different places in our faith, that these two elements are super important for us to have as individuals. Every person should understand the basic science behind resilience. And we'll talk about today in Chantal how to incorporate them practically into your life day to day. So, uh, you know, I, I've been, uh, I, I, there was a webinar that I was on uh, last week, and I know there's a lot of webinars going on right now, a lot of Facebook lives, and, uh, but uh, one of them last week, uh, last week or week before, I, I was speaking about how I think, you know, for me, the key takeaway is that uh, crisis don't change you, it exposes who you are. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I, I've been noticing that people react, have been reacting uh, to this whole pandemic uh, and the whole, uh, you, know, I, you know, quarantining and everything that comes with the economic uh, downturn. People been dealing with it and companies and organizations been dealing with it the way they typically deal with things, right? Uh, and so uh, a few weeks back when I, at the webinar, I talked about how if I, even if I look at within my friend and family circle, uh, you know, I, I have a friend who, um, you know, was always about um, complaining. I mean, he just likes complaining about the ummah, complaining about the world, what's going on. And he also has, has something to complain about. And you find him nowadays complaining about also the government response, complaining about, um, you know, people not staying home. I mean, people personality that don't change. It's just, it's just, it's just the same story, different day, you know. Uh, even companies, companies who, um, you know, a small business owner uh, who didn't really have that much a good company culture, they're taking this, uh, you know, anxiety to lash out on their employees versus another company which already had a good uh, company culture that valued its employee. They're now doing whatever they can to hold on to their uh, team and they want to get through this, you know, whole entirely. I mean, people have been dealing with it the way they deal with life, you know, and, and I, I, I have a friend, you know, who, who uh, you know, they, he typically, you know, he's, he's really focused on this whole pandemic being a punishment from Allah, from God. And, you know, he's the type of guy that listens to a lot of, you know, uh, lectures on like Jahannam, on like Hellfire, that kind of motivates him. So he's nowadays focused on this being a big punishment and which is a one aspect of this, uh, uh, this, this, this challenge, this whatever that we are going through right now. But people just reacting to the way they react to life, you know. And so that, that, that's been my main observation. Um, and I think what we want to do today, you know, Rami, is that we shall look at what do people do right? You know, there's people who are resilient and that, that's what the science studies. What are people who are resilient? What, what makes them different? And what can we learn from them? Absolutely. And, and um, uh, there's a great, a great thought, Hassan. I, I think what, there's a really a great comment also in the chat mm-hmm. uh, from Sultana who says, it's important now more than ever because of the situation with COVID and how things are rapidly changing. Like every day something is changing, right? It's, it's happening so quick. 
And it affects definitely people close to our home, as she mentioned, like your siblings and family members, people in your community. And all of a sudden, I think it's a great point. A lot of times when we don't have resilience, people are looking to us, right? Like yeah. she mentioned, a sibling, family members, community members. If you have a position in the community, like you're a, on an MSA board or if you're active in your community, people are looking to you for guidance or for uh, inspiration or for what should I do now, knowledge. Uh, and if you're not resilient, as we'll talk about, like if you're in a state of panic, fear, if you're shying away, if you're, if you're in that state, you also are not giving the best message, right? We, we'll talk about this a lot today is that uh, emotions are very contagious, just more than viruses even. And I think a lot of times what we're seeing in our society is really negative emotions spreading very quickly like wildfire, whereas good emotions and good behaviors like resilient behaviors, they're not really, they're not being spread as much as they should be. And I think that's another, there's going to be another important take home lesson for us. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I had a one um, patient yesterday. Uh, he told me that he told me that uh, yesterday uh, or uh, sometime this week, he told me that, you know, what's killing everybody? It's not the COVID. It's, it's not it's not Corona. It's the uh, 5G network towers. <laughs> As he said, you know, it's, it's the 5G network towers that are killing people, apparently. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I thought I thought he, he went on on this on this whole uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people have, have lot of, all kind of views about this COVID, right? And people, people say that, um, you know, this number has been inflated, this whole curve thing, and, uh, and it's a whole big conspiracy, right? And, and so this guy was going on and on about uh, the 5G tower. I thought, you know, at one point he's going to tell me that uh, Tupac and Biggie is still alive, you know? But, but I mean, he, he, just, he just went on with this whole 5G tower. Uh, but everybody has their own little uh, approach, you know? And, 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 and ne- negativity spreads. And misinformation spreads, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so I, I'd like to dive right in. Let's talk about, so we broke down this presentation to four important aspects. So four essential elements of understanding and building resilience. Um, and I think we're going to dive deep into each one. I just want to present the framework. And then Chotada will discuss each one. I think each one has... Um, as me and Hassan will talk about, each one has a mindset associated with it, and then an, an environmental factor, something that continues to grow this part of your resilience, uh, you know, the environment around you that can foster uh, this element of resilience being built. So we'll talk about those two dynamics in Chautada through each of these. Uh, the first thing is building resilience requires keeping a good perspective. Uh, the second is seeing obstacles as challenges. The third is finding the positive. And the fourth is intentional about personal balance, being intentional about personal balance. Uh, and so I'll, I'll, I'll dive right into the first one in Chata'ala. I, I think, Hassan, you're uh, going to give some insights here, but it's about keeping good perspective, keeping good perspective. What is it about keeping good perspective that builds resilience? Hmm. I mean... Um, you know, uh, I think if we look at people who are resilient, uh, number one thing for them is that they understand that things are temporary, right? Uh, they're able to see the big picture. Uh, in the big picture, you, you start with the, the history of the world. I, I think I made a video on Instagram very recently about it, that, you know, that uh, we as uh, humanity, and you can check it out at Hassan Psychology, 
Um, and, uh, you know, I, I basically spoke about just the fact that, you know, people are freaking out or they're thinking this is the end of the world or it feels like it, right? When you're in the moment and you're going yeah. through this such a so difficult, um, it feels like this, this is it. But if you look at human history, we look at uh, what we have been through as Ummah. Um, and, you know, we've been through plagues, world wars. Uh, and, you know, we, we move forward, we survive, um, we overcome. And so I think keeping that big picture where we are in history, uh, and that comes, helps us kind of not get sucked in to the moment. Right? You gotta, you gotta, you're going to have to be able to step back. That, that's number one in part of resilience. Just be able to have that perspective. Just step back and see the bigger picture. That's on a grand historical scale. What about your own personal life? I'm, I'm sure each of you in here, uh, even if you are in college and, and, and you are, you know, uh, you've been through life. And I'm sure there are points in your life you've been through uh, tough times. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that whether it be, you know, health-wise or in your family issues, whether it be in academics, uh, whatever it might have been for you. I mean, you've been through hard times in your life. And so you look back and say, you know what, I, I've been through some tough times. Maybe not like COVID-19, not like this pandemic, but I've been through some difficult times. I've, I've been, been through some you know, a, a tough time in my life. And alhamdulillah, I moved forward. I learned, I grew. Uh, it was difficult. It was tough, you know, and, and but I moved, moved forward. And so going internally inside and finding your own resource, right? That perspective is going to come from one, looking at the world as a grand scheme, like the whole universe and where we are in the grand scheme of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where we are in that. Um, and along with that, looking at our own lives and searching deep inside and seeing, you know, what we have been through each of us as, 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 as individuals and kind of help that will help us kind of keep a, a, a more, a healthy perspective. Right. And so um, that that's, that's about keeping uh, the big picture in mind. Uh, and then when you, once you do that though, what that, what that does for you, it helps you go from panic to reason. Right. So if you're in Costco and you're buying up uh, toilet papers, that, that's panic, right? So if anybody else is buying it, so I, I, I must buy it. I mean, you know, even me, Arami, I, I, I was actually in, in store today, right? Right before this, actually, I, I went shopping. And actually, when you go shopping, they let you in like two at a time. Um, and like, everybody's panic shopping still. Like, everybody in that mode, okay, tomorrow if I come, all this stuff might not be there. So like, let's grab, you know? Like, you feel it's like, almost like a, you, you got to get it. You got to hustle. You got to get it or it's going to be gone, you know? And they were like, no, there's you know, supply chain getting affected, you know, in the world, but it, we're doing okay. Like you, you will survive. There are not food in the, in, in the groceries, in the supermarkets. Um, but you feel it because it, it kind of, it, the whole anxiety, right? Um, and so it, it, panic, it, you know, people who are resilient, they go from panic to reason. So you sit back and say, okay, what is actually, you know, facts and what are actually, you know, what are actually just my own feelings about it? Uh, you know, if you watch way too much news, you're, you're reading way too many articles, um, you're, you know, you are constantly seeing images and pictures, uh, your parents, they're on these WhatsApp groups, um, you know, uh, and, and they're constantly getting articles and videos. Some of them even, you know, uh, I hate to say it, fake news and, and, and along with that. Um, and, and, and it starts to distort your world, right? And so resilient people are very good at cutting through all the, all the chaos and focusing on what are facts. When your company is about to go down and, and you're losing money and, and uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis, you, you gotta be able to keep a clear picture and say, okay, what are the facts on the ground? 
and what are my feelings about it? Uh, being able to separate those two, two, those two things allow you to have a more fresh perspective, um, allows you to navigate chaos and navigate, you know, uh, very uncertain times um, because, you know, these things impact you, you know, uh, and, and so just the amount, uh, what, are you, what are you observing? What are you consuming? And even said, you said negativity spreads, right? Who are the people that you have that you're doing uh, you know, Zoom uh, chilling sessions with? I mean, uh, who are the people you're FaceTiming? Who are the people you're constantly talking to? Who are the people you are on, uh, you know, who's, who's uh, you know, TikTok are you watching? I mean, all, all the things you're consuming impacts how you view the world. And so people who are resilient, they're able to just cut through and say, okay, what are the facts on the ground? Let me, let me see what CDC is saying. Let me see what the, uh, you know, uh, Andrew Cuomo in New York State, I mean, what are, what are the facts? What, what's happening, you know, with the healthcare? What's happening with the numbers of people in ICU? L let me just keep that perspective in mind. What are the new recommendations? Okay, it hasn't changed. It's, it's still the same old. Okay, then I can't do anything beyond that. Anything beyond that is not in my control, right? Um, and, and, and so being able to separate and, and panic from, from, uh, from the reasons. And this is not just for COVID-19. I, I, I want to step away from just COVID-19 because I'm sure everyone was just hearing, you know, about COVID-19 all day long. But this whole resilience is just about life. When, you, when you're going through, um, you know, any kind of a tough time in your life, uh, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be uh, in, your, in your college, in your academics, whether it be uh, trying to get a job, um, especially those of you who are seniors, and, 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 and it's, it's going to be tough because you're, you're graduating this year, you're going to be getting into the market like 2008. And people were set back in their careers. I don't, I don't want to scare any of you here, um, but I know folks who graduated in 2008 from colleges, you know, um, and this was a little bit before my time. And I remember they were set back in the amount of money they earned you know, yearly to what they got in the company. It, it, it does set you back a little bit. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a little scary. Uh, it's going to be a little tough. Um, but you got to be able to keep the facts on the ground and say, okay, my feelings, I can acknowledge it. I can cry. I can be scared. I can be nervous. That's all right. I can be overwhelmed. But then I have to be able to sit down, make two columns, right? Literally, you sit down and write this down. Write the columns of all, all your kind of things that are going through your mind and, and then separate them out. What are the facts? What are my feelings? And then be able to focus on, on, on the facts and let that guide you. So keeping that big picture, historical, personal life, being able to shift from panic to actual, what, 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 are the, what, what is actually real, what actually reason. And then that, all that would allow you to be agile, right? This is, this is a very fancy word in the organizational psychology world uh, and, and business management world, like agility, right? So that lets you, lets you be agile. Like as, as the as sister, I think, uh, uh, Sultana said that, you know, things are changing day by day, right? Um, and that is true. I mean, things are changing and you have to adapt. You have to change, you have to shift. Um, and I think as young people, we're pretty good at that. Um, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of, lot of here college students are watching this. Um, and if, if you're not a college student, you're also welcome. Um, but I mentioned because, you know, this is being hosted by Columbia MSA. Um, so, you know, being able to be agile, but agile in a wise way. I, I think sometimes we confuse agility with uh, rash decisions. Uh, those are not the same thing. So uh, being able to be agile and flexible, just adapt, be open to change. And you know, if, even even uh, in, in in my company, there are things that we are changing right now uh, when going going into telehealth, um, and um, and and you know, a lot of things that we couldn't get done uh, for years because some people weren't comfortable with it. Guess what? They're forced to make those changes right now. Uh, you you realize that a lot of meetings that could have been done on 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 online, there are a lot of the procedures could have been done. You know, it could could have been digitized. 
and you're kind of forced. Even 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 classes, you realize how many big lecture hall classes, and some of you guys are like grouping here, you know, Columbia students here. Uh, you know, some of those big lecture classes, they, you don't need to be physically present there, right? Um, and, and you're realizing what can be transferred, what can cannot be, and I think that forces you. But that level of agility, flexibility is important. Okay, let, let me do, go one day at a time. I will deal when it comes in front of me. I, I, I can't worry about tomorrow when I don't know what, what, what the facts are, right? I know what I know now and I can react to that. And that's kind of like the mindset shift that, that, you, that you got to have. Uh, as 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 what what Brazilian people do different. I, I love those thoughts, and I, I I echo a lot of those sentiments. Those are wonderful reflections. I I think just adding a little bit to that last one, and again, I, we'd love to have if there's any questions or, or reflections on this um, this this section. Um, we'd we'd love to hear them from you in your chat, or, or you could send it to us directly off of the Q and A uh, feature. Um, I think the the agility and flexibility thing, particularly what you mentioned, is that. Right now, we're all getting tested in different ways. Um, it also puts us in outside of our comfort zones in a lot of places. And really what that flexibility is referring to is your willingness to learn new things and experience new things. And that's an essential part of resilience is that uh, people that, if you think about it, just people that are not resilient, when change comes, mm. particularly in big doses, uh, it, it starts to destroy their understanding of the world, right? It, it skews their perspective. They're not used to seeing their world or their habits or things being outside of the way they like it to be. So a part of, you know, really be building that flexibility, being outside of your comfort zone allows you to really flexibility is about learning. Mm. being comfortable in learning things, yeah. being comfortable in being outside of your comfort zones into what we call in, you know, kind of like the personal development field, the growth zone. Outside of your comfort zone is the growth zone. And you can't get into that growth zone, that learning zone, that you becoming better zone if you're always in your comfort zone. And sometimes, literally, and I think, and I appreciate you bringing that up, has that, you know, we should learn lessons for this for life because, there are so many different challenges in life and this won't be the first one. This isn't the first one and this won't be the last one. But the, the ideas that we should take out of this, like the lessons that we learn, our ability to grow, our ability to get better, our ability to adjust, our ability to handle, you know, even for mine, it's a silly reflection, but my mom learned to use Zoom, right? She's learning to use, like everybody's learning to be, you know, my, my daughter, she's six, she's five years old. She knows how to change the Zoom background in her class, right? She knows how to change the features in her, you know, the Zoom room. So everybody's learning and being a constant learner willing to constantly be out of your comfort zone is an essential part of being resilient and mm. building resilience. And so that's a, uh, kind of an important element of uh, the agility and flexibility. You know, I actually saw this, um, uh, like not a meme, but something on Instagram to this effect uh, that it showed, uh, I, I wish you can pull it up. Um, uh, you know, that basically it says, um, what do I want to be during COVID-19? I don't know if you saw that. It said uh, fear zone, a little circle, learning zone, and growth zone, right? So they said something like, you know, in the fear zone, it would be like, uh, I complain frequently, I, you know, spread emotions related to fear and anger, um, I forward all messages that I receive, um, I get mad easily, um, you know, I, I, um, I grab food, toilet paper, and medications that I don't need, right? So that's like the 
fear zone, right? And then from there, you move on to uh, like the learning zone. So learning zone would be I identify emotions, I become aware of situations, think uh, uh, and, and think how I act. Uh, I evaluate information before spreading them. I stop compulsively consuming uh, what hurts me from food to news, right? So that's like that learning zone. And then the most beautiful zone is the growth zone, right? Now that, well, that's, that's the resilience zone, I would say. That zone would say I am empathetic I, 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 to, with myself and with others. I thank and appreciate others. I keep a happy emotion state and spread hope. Uh, I live in the present and focus on the future. I make my talents available to those who need them. I look for ways to adapt to new changes, right? Uh, I participate, um, you know, uh, quietly uh, and, and I do uh, patience and creativity. Uh, I think of others, how to help them. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the growth zone, right? It's just, it's just how you react to crisis, how you react to life. Um, and, and, and so I think that, that, so that this is here, number one, keeping a good perspective, healthy perspective. I would even say empowering perspective. Mashallah. I like that. I like that a lot, Mashallah. Um, again, we'd love to hear your thoughts or uh, your reflections. Again, please uh, do use the chat or do use the, um, the, the Q&A feature. Uh, I'm going to go into the second session, seg segment, uh, which is about seeing obstacles as challenges that can be overcome. Uh, but again, if, you, if any thought or reflection comes up in chat, we'd love to hear it. Uh, so this section is, uh, it has to do with perspective, definitely. Uh, and it has to do particularly with how we, see how we see obstacles and how we see difficulties when they arise. Um, and there's two perspectives to look at, right? Uh, when challenges happen, some people look around and they say, why me? Why is this happening? Why now? What did I do? Uh, why am I being, as, as Hassan referred to, you know, a lot of people talk about why am I being punished? Why is, this, uh, why is this problem going on in my life? Why now? I can't do it. I can't be there. No, you know, you start to look at all of the reasons and problems of why this is impacting you. Uh, whereas resilience is really about shifting, right? You know, not, and it's not, it's not about uh, being naive. It's not about not understanding pain and being attuned with pain. It actually is. It is about taking in pain and understanding it or challenges and being there for a moment. But then it's about shifting automatically to what now? So from what now, not why me, right? That shift to see challenges as things that can be overcome that they do not destroy me. They do not uh, limit me from growing, from being. Um, that is an, that's an essential part of resilience, that you can have that mindset. Because again, the, the reminder is that these challenges will always come. We never ask for them. You know, problems don't come to you the way you want them to be. They come to you, you know, as at least the way Allah just said, Allah just tells us, like Allah would only send you challenges, hardship, or difficulty that you can absolutely endure. You can endure them. But the endurance part is then on you, that you're able to see this as a challenge that can be overcome. And there's so much there around, you know, the concepts of, you know, that in the Ma'al-Usri with difficulty, every challenge, every difficult time comes at a good time. And I think a lot of times we should reflect on our the challenges in our life like the stock market in that you know the stock market is down and you know the stock market is always up and down but it's continually moving 
north. It's continually growing, even though there's ups and downs, right? There's rivers and there's uh, valleys and mountains, but it's always progressing. It's always growing. And growth and life, I don't know who taught us that life is like some linear growth model, right? Life is just a series of ups and downs. And what we hope is that the trajectory is towards growth, towards well-being, towards becoming better as an individual. And again, it's important to have that, that mentality in building resilience is that, hey, these challenges are not about, they're not a punishment to me. They're an obstacle for me to overcome. They're a challenge. And I, I want to take them on. The second thing is then you start you need to start to focus on your effort exerted, not the results that are, you, you know, people can't, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, you can't want your free, uh, I was going to say you can't have your cake and eat it too, but you can't, you can't want to plant fruits and eat them at the same day, right? Essentially, like you, you can't just put something, you can't put something in and expect results right away. Unfortunately, in an instant gratification society, in a very privileged society, you know, we always are used to getting anything we want with the snap of a button, right? Click of a button. But when it comes to life and resilience, building resilience at an individual level, you've got to learn to focus on effort, not on results. Because effort is what brings the results. It's the effort that you put in. Uh, if you think about it again, to maybe an overused metaphor, but I think it's a good metaphor. You know, if you went to the gym, maybe some of y'all have been doing like, you know, some workout at home videos on YouTube or something. I know I like to do them with my kids. Um, you can't expect that you're going to, uh, I'm sorry? Which, which videos do you do? Oh, the, there's a bunch of kids exercises, man, on YouTube. They're, oh, they're, they're, they drain me, they, they kill me. <laughs> uh, but you can't, like, you can't expect to lose five pounds after five minutes of a workout, right? I mean, it just, it just makes no sense to us when it comes to physical sense. Money-wise, you can't expect to make money without working, right? Just, it doesn't make sense. But in life, particularly when we're dealing with challenges, we don't focus on the effort. I lost my job, okay? Oh, it's horrible. Oh my God, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my God, I'm, I'm focused on all of the other things. What am I, how am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do about my student loans? What am I, how, you're, you, right? You don't focus on the actual effort. Focusing on the effort and putting in the effort is actually what will help you start to overcome because one of the things when, when we're going through things like this, you lose what we call autonomy. You lose control. And humans don't like to lose control. We don't like to feel like we're not in control. That's just the reality. One of the best ways, particularly in a time of crisis, uh, for you to, to shift that is to focus on things that you are in control of that are directly in your sphere of influence that you could take on. And when you take them on, don't look at results, but you can absolutely give effort. So you can focus if you lost your job, may Allah protect you, or you know, you're going through some challenge you could focus on the things that you can do right now. And that effort, focusing on that effort, not the results. Just focusing on giving effort and making sure you're giving the most effort, that allows you to build resilience. And this last element is when you focus on effort, again, you have to understand that this is the long haul. It's not, it's not there's no such thing as an overnight success at an individual level. You have to understand this is a journey. This is a process, just like what we're going through right now. Like, I think a lot of times you mentioned those, that hoarding, people thought this was like a hurricane, 
right? Yeah. They thought, oh man, this is going to come. It's like a hurricane. Everybody get all the toilet paper and all the, the, all the detergent, all the, all the detergent uh, and all the, I don't know, everything else, right? And then all of a sudden next week came and the sun came up and people didn't realize this is going to be a, a month, two months, seven weeks. Like this is a journey. Uh, when you're when you're in a when you're in a challenge in a crisis, you don't uh, like has a you don't see the big picture, but you don't understand the process. Mm. This is going to be seven weeks. This is gonna this is gonna be difficult. Like hey, and and you know this is anything in life. I'm gonna go to med school, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be four years, six, seven years. It's a journey. It's tests. It's it's difficulty. It's exams. Any any hard thing that we go through, it's a process, and you gotta love the process. You gotta love the journey for you and that builds resilience when you love the difficulty and understand the journey um that helps you tremendously in becoming being 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 able to over overcome those challenges uh that are thrown to you see those challenges as obstacles that you can overcome and never losing hope that's a very very important part of uh building uh resilience you know um you know the the the, the question is is this the end or just the beginning Right? Is this a, 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 you know, is this a punishment or is this opportunity? Uh, is this a challenge or is this a growth? Like, you know, and this, the hadith that, that I, this whole time that I, and I have been sharing that, that, that reminds me that I had to put see, right? Uh, right? That Allah is, Allah says, I'm to my slave as he, as he or she thinks of me, right? Uh, and so how you view Allah, how you view what He's, go, you know, putting us through. Is this is this something to help us grow, nurture, change, or is this something just a punishment? And why me, right? I mean, this this is I think for too long we have, uh, you know, the extra question. You know, why am I going through this? Why we have to face things that we heard third world country people go through? Like I, I don't know if my, my mom is gonna be okay. Uh, I, I I don't know if I'm gonna have enough food. Uh, I, I don't know if, if, if I, I'm locked locked in inside. I can't go outside. And these are these are things that we hear in the news. I mean, now it's so close to home. Why am I going through this? We had it good for, for a while, right? And, and, and the question is, why not you? Right? Why not you? Allah chose this generation to experience this. Um, and and I, 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 I was saying this in another, another webinar that, you know, our forefathers, you know, uh, you know were challenged with world wars. And, and we've been asked to, um, you know, this, this COVID-19, this pandemic, and, and, and experience this challenge and this crisis, this defining moment. Right, um, and so I think I think I think it's beautiful when you when you focus on the effort and you love the journey and you say you know what this is an opportunity for me to grow. Um, I think about it. in in 2008 uh, some of some of the some of the companies that we know today from uh, from uh, you know Uber to uh, I mean I mean they started they they started in, in, in this difficult time, and I I am confident we're going to see some amazing startups start. Actually, you know I was I was. Um, speaking with a uh, someone uh, from Michigan yesterday um, and she had called she you know she's thinking about starting uh, she's you know she's a young professional she's thinking of starting a company and she told me that you know she wanted to run some ideas by me and um, you know I, I work with some young entrepreneurs uh, in, in, in my coaching and so you know I, I, I was I was uh, just just you know talking with them and she said you know I, I thought maybe that right now is the time because I have some I have some time right now I am home I'm working from home I have a lot more you know, open time than before. I want to get this started, and you know, and and so I, I you will see that people are going to get creative because of the tough, you know. And I think 
Bill Gates was, was discussing in, on, on LinkedIn, the impact, the long-term the, and the short-term impact that this uh, will have on the economy. Uh, he was saying the and biggest perspective that I got from it was that he said 18 months, you know, we're not going to be back to any kind of normalcy economically, you know. Um, and so, um, and, and even if all the, all the stimulus, you know, the impact it will have on the economy, uh, you know, and, and, and so people who are graduating right now, people who are uh, going to be looking for internships and work and, um, and this, this is, this is people are going to use opportunity to grow, use the opportunity to come up with something creative. And then they're gonna they're gonna hustle. They're going to struggle. They're gonna put in the work. Uh, and so you you got you gotta you know think long term. And 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 when you look at obstacle or challenge, it helps you think long term because you know right now you could do quick solutions, right? So uh, even even the company I'm part of, we we could have easily done telehealth and just quickly passed together something and focused on how do I get my services online as fast as possible. Even massage are doing this, right? Massage uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, they're trying to figure out how do we very quickly before Ramadan get all our stuff online or do so instead of doing sh short-term patches, why don't we or, or say you know what this is an opportunity for us to think strategically long-term. How do you overall as a masjid, overall as a nonprofit, overall as a company provide more things, uh, you know, um, you know, online and and you 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 kind of you kind of make permanent solution, right? So it's not, it's not toilet paper around me. It's, you have to get bidet, you know? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean so it's, 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 it's thinking, thinking um, uh, long-term, even while you're putting out the fire. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. Absolutely. That, that's a, a great way to think about it. Um, there's, there's an interesting question though, uh, yep. from Edna from Baltimore. Um, so Edna says, so how do you hold yourself accountable to overcome obstacles? Mm. How do you hold yourself individually accountable to overcoming obstacles that you might have? Uh, so that's a great thought. I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take the first crack at that. Very good question. I think one of the things that we haven't referred to yet, but it's an essential part of this from, from uh, like the environment around you. I think one of the most important things is uh, the people that are around you okay. and how you're how you're holding yourself accountable. And there's multiple ways that this can happen. I know I'll refer to a bunch of them, but I think Hassan, I know you've been alluding to this, particularly in the work that you do. But one way is having somebody that's a coach or a mentor that is holding you accountable. Um, you know, a lot of times, first of all, humans cannot get things done by themselves. There's no such thing. Everything we've talked about at an individual level, it's not like it functions in a vacuum, right? Everything happens- is an island by themselves. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. So we, we, we have to be able to find the right people. Now that's a, hard, a little bit harder, but you've got to be able to find the right people that can help you build this resilient mindset and these resilient behaviors, right? You've got to really find right people because most of the time people do not build this. A lot of people, they're actually going to push you in the other way. They're driven by fear or panic or don't don't go into obstacles, challenges. No, no, no. Why do you want to challenge? Just just take the easy way out. Whereas you really one of the best ways is to have a coach or a mentor that's going to help you shape and understand challenges, understand their scope, understand their severity, how much you're going to need to overcome them, and then be there to support you along the way. That's actually the some of the research shows that that's one of the best ways, whether it's in athletics or it's with young people or kind of really a lot of research around coaching and mentorship is one of the more powerful ways in building resilience and being over to, to overcome challenges. Wow. You know, I, I, I typically, 
when I do the life mastery uh, seminar, uh, we, we talk about it in the angle of automating your ecology, right? So ecology is basically what's around you. And, and we kind of alluded to that in our point number one and here in point number two, uh, these, these mindsets we're talking about, how you practically, tactically you know, make this part of your life is you have to create that environment around you, right? Um, uh, the pe people who are influencing you, uh, you know, what you're consuming, mentors that you have people that you ex exchange information with coach or the or if, if you have uh, and so you have to be able to put yourself in that zone right I, I, you know like like for example if, if if you are if you are somebody who really cares about your health right i mean like i i i i know i know you know um your your, your wife you know she 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 does as well she's helping a lot of folks um you know with, with their nutrition and, and and their lifestyle choices and so forth um, and I know I'm sure she'll advise that, you know, if you want to be healthy, if you want to make that your lifestyle, you got you to be very intentional and cautious about what you're putting in your mouth. Like, what are you consuming, right? And I think people forget that that's just not only for your physical body, that's also for your emotional self, right? What you're consuming emotionally through people, through content, through books, through the music that you hear, you know, even, even, even music, the type of music that you hear. What do you actually hear? Who do you follow? Who's, who's, who's gram you're on? I mean, who's snap you, you know, you're constantly consuming that has an impact in your emotionally, spiritually. What are you con consuming spiritually? Right. And so, and so you gotta be a lot more intentional. It's like, you're so intentional and cautious about the food and, 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 the, and the liquid that you're consuming. You gotta be as much cautious and, and, and intentional about the content that you are consuming and who you letting around be around you. You know, I, I know we talk about this and, and we talk about the, you know, uh, peer uh, influence and so forth. And I'm not in the business of telling you like, hey, you know, um, get rid of your friends or take out the toxic people from your life, get rid of them. Sounds fancy on Instagram post, but it's not always realistic. So what I say instead is, okay, let's not focus on who you got to get rid of from your life. Focus on who you got to add, right? Who, who, who you have to add to your life, who you have to spend more time in your life. Automatically when you do that, time for the toxic people will go down automatically. Like you don't have to worry about that. A lot of people get so focused on who I got. I got to make a big list about who I got to block from my life. Like really relax, take it easy. Focus on who you have to, and, and uh, you know, um, add to your life. Who are the people, the mentors, the groups? It could be a virtual group right now, online groups that are out there. Um, you know, and, and and you add them to your life automatically. They will consume more part of your social life, more part of your, uh, you know, time. And then automatically, the toxic people, the unhealthy people, the negativity people, the unresilient people are gonna slowly, you know, fizzle away. Right. So you yeah. have to automate the ecology because some days you're going, well, today you're watching this, you're motivated, you're pumped. You're like, yeah, I want to have a good mindset, healthy mindset. You know, I, I want to be able to balance and be inspired. Okay. Uh, that's great for today as you're watching me and Rami and you're watching videos. But what about tomorrow day when you're, when you're feeling they're down? When you're, when you're now you're bogged down with the, you know, the lot of papers, there's no more exams. They're giving a whole lot of papers instead of professors. Right. Um, and, and you're not feeling as motivated. You're not feeling as pumped. Uh, you got to create that environment around you. You know what I'm saying? You got to automate it. You got to automate it. Yeah, and I, and I love that. And I think just to, to kind of like last point about that, Parshat Ebna, and I, I think great reflection about kind of, it's a good time to detox your your notifications and your <laughs> uh, your social media. It's a great time to do that. Um, I, I think another thing is also to break, whatever the obstacle is that you have, break it down into parts that you could actually 
very easily overcome and see. Mm-hmm. I, I think a, a great for us, and a lot of us are going through, you know, papers and doing things in school. If you're given a 20 page paper, you don't, you don't, you don't eat the, you know, you don't eat the elephant with one bite. You know, you know, that saying, like you've really got to break down your problems and your whatever challenges in front of you into small pieces, map it out and then tackle each one. And you will actually, one of the best ways actually to build a really, uh, a, a lot of self-confidence and a lot of momentum in your life is to build wins. One win stacks on the next and you realize, man, this, this challenge is nothing because I could just get through it. When you're able to break things down. So if you, again, like if you have a 20 page paper, you're, you're tackling, you know, one paragraph at a time. If you have a problem in terms of, Hey, uh, you know, um, whatever it might be, whatever it might be going through. Hey, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking about internships right now and how I'm going to apply the job if I'm graduating as a senior, you know, it's good to kind of like tackle your resume, tackle your, uh, your, what jobs you want, tackle meeting with a career coach, tackle, right. Start breaking things down. Don't just think about the, the economy's collapsing. I can't find a job. Oh my God. Unemployed. Like that's not going to help you. You've got to be able to tackle and have control. Build. We talk about control a lot. You create more control when you see your problems as as they are, not bigger, mm. right? And then you can really take them on. And I think that's really important for your own personal. Well, what about this obstacle is for you? Whether it be you're dealing with this uncertainty, uh, dealing with worries, boredom. Some of you are just bored. Uh, where you're just feeling your days feel like all staggered. Sundays feel like Monday. Monday feels like Tuesday. And you're just getting kind of overwhelmed with that. Uh, whatever it is meant for you, you got to break it down into pieces, right? And whether it be through support people, through, um, you know, uh, through, through that uh, automating that, 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 uh, that resilience around you. That's where it starts. Yeah. Um, and I will move into session three. Keep the comments coming and the questions coming. Really, really insightful uh, reflections being shared. Uh, step number three, finding the positive finding positivity. Uh, and so b- before I start with this section, Hassan, I, I know a lot of times, you know, this is the part where people think, you know, hey, uh, are you being sensitive? Are you being understanding? Hey, what do you mean? Like, this is really difficult. Uh, I'm not supposed to think of this positively. Uh, I think this is, I think a lot of times, you know, optimism comes into play here. So people, sometimes they don't like optimistic people, right? They don't like people that have or find the silver lining in everything. They feel like they don't have empathy. That's why. Yes, exactly. They feel like they can't relate. And I, and I think that that's, it shouldn't be one or the other. I'm not yes. referring to one or the other. Absolutely not. Uh, but I think finding the best in a situation is, it is like a staple of resilience. Like it is, and just of people that can have good mental health, strong, strong mental health, if you will, they can overcome challenges a lot easier. Finding the positivity comes from several things I'm going to try to highlight. The first of them, this is kind of psychology literature, talks about deep meaning and purpose. What is the underlying deep reason behind why this is important to you? And the more you can find that and the more you cultivate that, the more you're able to overcome. Uh, I, I think it's really important for us, uh, you know, uh, definitely as Muslims, you know, subhanAllah, we have this innate part, like just life, life in general, that we're given so much reason and purpose over and over uh, through the through revelation, through guidance, and even in, even in little things, right? We're asked, if you think about it, to constantly renew intentions. 
and renew, which is really renewing the purpose of why and the meaning behind something. Uh, finding a deep purpose in, in whatever challenge you're going through, finding a purpose in why you want to overcome, finding that motivation, it's, it's really finding and tapping into a motivation within you. And the more that's clear to you, you know, creating that clarity uh, really is like, it's really like the sun coming out during the day. It's just everything else shines a lot clearer in your journey, in the efforts that we talked about, right? In, in the hardship that's going to come. A deep purpose and meaning is super important. And I think that's why it's essential that you set yourself up, that you're, you know, you're always living life, just kind of in the grand scheme of life. I know Hassan has a whole workshop on like how, how important it is that your life direction is for a deeper meaning and call. Because when you have a greater, bigger picture of a direction in why you're doing something, a deeper call, all the little challenges along the way, and there's going to be so many of them, they are all under that. Meaning like it's, it's just so much clearer. I'll give you an example. I really want to become a successful, whatever it might be, a surgeon, because I want to be there to support and help people. Well, if you have a deep reason, a solid reason and meaning behind that, then every test, every paper, every all-nighter, every, every, every challenge along the way, every time you fail a class, every hard professor, everything along the way, there's a deeper meaning and why I'm going to overcome this right now. And so it's really important to have that greater, deeper meaning and purpose in what you're trying to accomplish and do. And I, I, I really believe that. If you're, if you're missing that, it's hard to find it on every individual part of the road, right? That's why we kind of start with the bigger picture. But it's really important that if you have a bigger picture and there's a deep meaning behind it, the challenges, you find the positivity in each thing. You'd be like, wow, I'm really glad that that professor was so hard on me. Because that concept is so important in my life or, or this, that, or the other, right? Every time you'll see a hardship, there's a, a profound meaning you get from it. I think it also, it's very important for you to learn to focus on gratitude, uh, to see all the good, particularly, again, I, I think a lot of times our brain is wired to see all the bad things, all the things that we should be afraid of. It's wired to see all the problems, all the danger in the world. But if you can consciously shift your mind, because there, for every problem, there's a million blessings. And we don't see blessings. And that's, that's, the, that's the unfortunate part of, you know, why people don't like optimistic people is that it's really hard to constantly look at blessings and see blessings. But, you know, again, the nature of the, the way we're, you know, Allah teaches us and the way that many resilient people, they, they, they create a strong sense of motivation in their life is that they learn to find gratitude. They learn to say three things that they're blessed every morning. I follow a lot of these life, you know, kind of life coaches and people that, uh, again, are in my ecology that I look up to. They, they do things like reflecting on blessings in their life early in the morning reflecting on blessings in their life late at night, seeing and mentioning things that they're grateful for to others, right? Being constant and intentional on seeing the good things and always being in a state of gratitude. And that's super important. And, the, and the, interestingly, what that does, that deeper meaning and that gratitude, that optimism, it builds a higher character within you. Um, it just, it holds you to a higher standard and you become a better version of yourself, actually. Because... It, again, if you think about it, like Hassan was talking about, if you're always eating and in, 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 you're always looking for healthy things, 
and you're always looking for the positivity and you're always spreading positivity, all of a sudden your character is so much more elevated than everybody else around you. It's just like a natural gravity, natural elevation. So the, the more that we, the more that we can tap into this positivity in our life, the more higher standard that we have. Um, and I, and I think there's, there's so many lessons to, you know, from the Islamic perspective, from a, you know, kind of like a, a worldly perspective that we can get. There's so many amazing stories of people, but I think these three are hallmarks for being resilient and, and building, having uh, kind of this mindset that allows you to overcome all challenges. You know, um, uh, a quick test before we go to the next slide, Rami. Uh, let's see uh, who hears, uh, who here, uh, comment on the uh, chat function. Who here remembers the first two, um, the first two points? It's only four points. The entire uh, webinar today, it's only four points. Uh, four points of resilience. By the way, Rami, I know in the, in the, in maybe we have some, uh, we have some uh, graduate psychology students here, and you will know in resilience research, there are so many different uh, models. And, and um, you know, people define it, you know, five characters, eight characters. Uh, we just picked out four that we felt were uh, very relevant to us. But uh, what were the first two? I, feel free to, uh, let's see, let's see if you guys are still alert, wake, you know, uh, pumped. So, let's, so just, just on the chat function, feel free to write down what, are the, what, what was the first two? Uh, I, I don't know what, 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 uh, what uh, you know, um, what's, what's going to be the prize. I don't know yet, Rami, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the first two. Um, what were the first two guys? Uh, feel free to uh, put in the chat function. All right. Well, what were the first two? Okay. Is this, this, this is the part you got to actually do something. Well, what was the first two um, points? The first two characteristic of being resilient. What was it? Uh, you, you got you got ten seconds. Put in the put in the uh, chat function. All right. Uh, go for it. Come and say that make me proud. Let's let's do this. All right. Um, so meanwhile, while, while you guys are writing that, good, keeping good perspective. Ayman was paying attention, that's good. Uh, he's MC, so he has to pay attention. Uh, so you don't count, Ayman, uh, I don't count that. Let's, let's see what were your other comrades at Columbia. Come on, Columbia. Uh, I, 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 we'll, we'll see how, how Columbia does. I mean, uh, let's see how, how, how well you guys remember, how well you get paying attention. Um, so, um, you know, perspective is, 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 you know, find that positive because sometimes small negative will just overshadow your entire worldview, right? Because, because you gotta be intentionally focused on the civil lining. Right? It's, it's not to have like a happy face and, you know, and, and, and just be you know, uh, you know, fake happy. That's not what the point is. Point is, accept the reality for what it is. At the same time, find that civil lining. You know, a small negative can actually impact the whole picture, right? So imagine this, look at this, this cell phone here, right? I have a cell phone here. It's a lot smaller than my background, right, guys? Follow with me. This, this, uh, this, this, um, uh, this, this uh, cell phone here is a lot smaller than my background, but my perspective can overshadow the whole thing. So, if I do this, see that? Um, hopefully, it works. See that? I, I could block the entire. I could block the entire. Uh, I could block the entire. See that? Even though it's very small, I'm taking over the entire big around around me. Because I'm focusing in really close to my face, this camera, uh, this phone, right? So that's what it does. You know, uh, when, when, you, when you don't focus on what, what is going right in your life. Because gratitude, you know, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in the Quran, you know, in Musa alayhi salam, for Moses, tells his people, right? That, that, you know, if you are grateful, Allah will increase you. That's actually Quran's formula for for uh, you know happiness 
Quran's formula for actually dealing with you know life and 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 you got to be able to find those one or two three things like as Rami said a lot of people in the personal development world will, will, will talk, talk talks about it um, being able to you know uh, find find that uh, find that silver lining you focus in on that what is going right in my life there are a lot of things that are not, not that are not going right in your life we know that and and a lot of things that that are happening and some of you. Uh, you know, we pray for you and maybe your family member is sick or maybe, you know, friends are, that are in the hospital, um, you know, and, and uh, some people lost their jobs and, and a lot of things are happening. It's been tough doing school from, from home. Um, but finding what is, what is, okay, I have some opportunity now. I have some time. I have, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cut away from a lot of distraction. Whatever the positivity, it will help you. It will help you kind of push forward. Gratitude kicks start, kickstarts the 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 muscle in your in, in in your body the part of your brain that helps the, your motor cortex you know get get in line and so you, you, when, when you are afraid when you are anxious when you're worried and your amygdala function is all kicked in and you're you just you're shut down right and that's what it's about you, you, you know what's reality of course you acknowledge the pain the hurt the 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 sadness the the anxiety and then find the the energy that's inside you right and being able to kind of uh, move forward and, and that and it connects to just keeping a consistent character right even in chaos and and, and even in de in desperation what resilient people do is that they are consistent with their character right so they say you even die with grace right even if, even if you die die with grace and 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 i think that's that's really the, the the thing about keeping a consistent character doesn't matter what's around you 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 maintain your ground grounding right and so and so that's really really speaks to finding the the positive uh, for finding what, what is going right and the deeper meaning right that, that's that's amazing what Rami just said that if being able to find meaning like what am I going through I know Viktor Frankl famous you know uh, in, in man's search for meaning right that's a famous uh, one branch of psychology and existentialism um, and you know just the idea that he was in a Nazi concentration camp and he, he in, and he, in his quote was that you know that when you're taking everything is taken away from you what do you have left though is what choices you're going to make, what perspective you're going to live your life on. People can take away everything from you, but what they cannot take away from you is your autonomy to choose with whatever you do have in front of you, right? And so I, th I think that that's something. So well, is only Ayman and uh, Edna here is, is alive or we have uh, other folks, uh, you know, uh, alive and well. What's going on, guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, by the way, I, mean, I, I don't know, man. You're, 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 uh, Columbia comrades here, and not 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 being. I'm not sure yet. Though. It's okay. It's, it's, they're still reflecting. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making. No, no, they're, they're all awake. They're all awake. We're all I, here. I see. They're all <laughs> uh, let us know, Ayman. By the way, if there's any thoughts or questions in the in, uh, in the Facebook uh, Facebook. Um, I have it open. Nothing yet so far. We have a few viewers, but. Okay. Uh, Go for okay. It. Cool. Okay, cool. So we're we're gonna we're we're gonna we have one last part, and then we're definitely gonna leave. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, at least ten minutes or so for uh, Q and A and just the discussion. Um, I think this last part here uh, is very very important, and it's essential to kind of like uh, I think it's neglected at times. I know it's under kind of uh, the self care world and and the kind of personal balance. So Hassan, tell us a little bit about why intentionally finding balance at a personal level Absolutely. is an important part of resilience. When we're going through times of desperation, it's normal to kind of get stuck in the fact that, you know, I have to want that to take care of at all. I have, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to confuse, you know, self, uh, you know, um, efficacy and autonomy with this 
almost like, you know, putting everything on you. And especially as a Muslim, we know that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in full control. No matter what's going on around you, and, and, and you know, the whole humanity can get together to harm you. And they can't harm you if, it isn't, if Allah isn't willing. And I think that, that's, that, that, that's not a defeatist, defeatist mind, mindset. That's actually empowering mindset, right? Because, you know, you tie the camel, leave the rest of Allah, right? And so, especially in my life, when I've been through times where I did everything that I possibly can do, and then I'm like, man, it's still not in my control, right? I actually get excited. And you might say, well, that, that's crazy. Why would you be excited? I get excited because I know if it's not in my hand, it's in his. And so I, I, did, I did what I can do. And I'm going to continue to do what I can do because that's what I'm responsible for, the effort. You know, you talked about it in, 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 in the second point. And it, 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 it's the effort. And so you got to lean on faith. You, you got to have, have faith in you, faith in, 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 in that things will get better than they are now. If, if you didn't have that faith that you know, things will get better, why continue, right? And so ultimately, it's a human desire. It's Allah's hardwiring. And is that kind of the hope that Allah wants you to have is, is you know, you do your, keep on doing your part and, and you, you, have that, you have that, uh, have that hope in you and, and, and kind of move forward. And so uh, being intentional, personal balance, especially when a lot of chaos going on around you, you got to still take out time to be balanced. You're putting out the fire, you still got to schedule in self-care. Uh, and, and whatever the list or whatever is for you from, from you know, at-home exercises to meditation, uh, you know, and of course, in our, spiritually, we have our self-care of, of prayer and, and dua and, 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 you know, whether it be taking time out to just, you know, whatever self-care means for you, some of you, some of you like writing, some of you like, you know, uh, uh, you know whatever is for you. And I, I don't want, I don't want, I, I can give you a whole big list of self-care activities. Um, but there are so many things you can be doing, uh, whether you're, you know, connecting and, and big, big, big part of that is really developing the support network. You can do this alone. You aren't meant to do this alone. And finding people who can support you and you can support. And, and, and maybe, inshallah, you know, I, I'm not sure if Columbia MSA already created some kind of support group, uh, you know, to help each other. The brothers and sisters were part of the MSA, you know, supporting each other, keeping tab on each other. Uh, maybe, you know, Ayman uh, and, 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 uh, and whoever else is in, in the board, they can, they can work on this uh, project. And, and, and maybe already have. And so, and so creating that, uh, that, that kind of a support network uh, to help each other through this, because this is not a, a, it's not a one-person one, one thing. It's going to take a group effort. Um, and so you've got you to be intentional. You know, we all know about self-care. Right? We all know about working on meditation. We all know about writing, teaching out to people. We all know about just even watching shows as long as you're not binging at that point. Um, or, 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 or whether it be eating healthy, whether it be, uh, you know, at, at some point it was okay to, depending on which state you're in, uh, it's okay to go to the parks. It depends on depends on the city, and some parks are closed. Uh, whatever is is okay allowed within the CDC parameters. Um, doing that and kind of saying, you know what, it, it's not like you know what, it, you you can't get stuck like this is this temporary fix. You know, so allow me as you said, this is going to be a long term thing, and so you can't be like just get through this. You know, I, I used to work with a client. Uh, he spent about fifteen years in prison. Out of that one year, he told me that he spent that one year in solitary confinement, right? It's the client I was working with. Um, in solitary confinement, and I think about six months, in, they call it the hole, the shoe, a special housing unit. And he said, he said, no, what kept my sanity? And I was really curious, like, how did you, he said, 23-hour lockdown, one hour, basically, he got out. I said, 23 hours lockdown, how did you, how did you manage that? Like, what, what, how did you even, 
How do you keep your sanity? He said, you know, two things help me. I stopped counting days. So I stopped counting. You just keep counting. Okay, is it tomorrow is going to be over? When, when, when is it going to stay home? Where is it going to be done? Or when, when is the pause for New York State going to be finished? When is the business going to be back and running? Instead of counting days, you focus on today. And he said, two, I carry a routine for myself. Well, I knew when the guards bring food, I knew I got some books, whatever I was allowed to, I was allowed to go one hour into the workout, I would do, do workout and I was doing reflection. He created kind of like a routine for himself. So it's, especially all of you at home, don't think of this as a permanent thing. So create a all encompassing routine for yourself. Uh, whether it be you know your 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 exercise routine, your time with the family routine, reaching out to extend the family and friends, uh, creating Zoom sessions with families, to you know chilling Zoom session with friends. I mean, what whatever, whatever creating that really balance. What all the areas hitting all the targets, from reading from reading your books to to working on your side hustle, whatever the case might be, you got to create that kind of balanced approach. Uh, if I tell you what are the areas of your life, what are the areas of your life, and I tell you rate it one through ten each area and you find out what are the areas that you're not doing so well right and so this is the time to actually tackle all the areas and it's not just about let me just get through this don't worry about getting through this make every single moment count you don't just get through this time this is just like a temporary time so let me just get through it no that, that's not how you're gonna live this every moment counts you know th this is the opportunity and we might be in full ramadan mode right this is i think maybe we'll discuss it and we have a webinar coming up uh with another university we'll, we'll discuss it then um, and, and, but you got to make the most of, of what you, what you got, and you got to have that balance that goes with it. You know what I mean? These are great thoughts and I, and I, uh, I love all of them. I think all of them are super important. Uh, and again, I think it's a great opportunity right now, actually to, to focus on this tremendously and, and to be proactive in tackling this. Um, I, I want us to kind of go into what action plans can you build, uh, to push forward, um, how to, what action plans can you push forward to build greater resilience? So we'd love to hear right now from, from individuals or um, people. I'll, I'll, I'll stop sharing my screen just because I know it can get a little bit, um, can get a little bit overwhelming to kind of uh, share that while uh, to look at the screen and not be able to speak. So um, what are some of the ways that we can push these forward practically? I don't know if, Anybody would love to share. Um, we can actually have people speak out if you'd like to speak out as yeah, well. We're, we're um, fairly in a comfortable, comfortable group, so you know you 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 can unmute you know whoever wants to speak. That, that's yeah, it. yeah. So if you raise your hand and you want to share out, I can I can unmute you if you want to use the uh, the chat feature again. Uh, we'd love to to hear from you. What are some ways that you can put in the next couple of weeks? definitely hopefully the next month or so uh, as we go into Ramadan, as we're handling uh, all of this together, uh, what are some ways that you can, what are some practical things that you can do to implement this moving forward, uh, building greater resilience in your life? Somebody is there. I have, oh, there's somebody. Uh, so this is Eunice. So Eunice, go ahead. Go ahead, right. Eunice. Um, Salaam alaikum. Well, you hear? Uh, yes, we hear you. Okay, so um, one thing that I think we can do to build resili resilience is like look back at like, um, especially like this is more like directed at college students, but I guess it can like apply to anyone. Um, look back at like before the virus, why were you doing what were you like, why were you doing the things that you were doing, and then use that to like lead where you're going mm -hmm. forward. Like for me personally, um, before the before the virus, I was um, 
I was like taking a lot of classes where they're like the gen eds that I just have to get out of the way because I'm still a freshman. But like I wasn't super engaged and I wasn't like super happy about my situation. And like now that um, we're in this like quarantine period and classes are like pass fail, so things are a little bit more relaxed. I've like stopped. I still like have been like trying my best, but like I used to like like try to read for like my classes my classes like every night and like kind of go overboard to a point where I was like hating them because they weren't really relevant even to what I wanted to do and now I've been using this other time to like figure things out because I realized like the reason I was caring so much about those classes is because I thought that's related to what I want to do in the future but in reality it's not so I so going back to that I've been using that 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 time to be like okay my motivation is is building infrastructure for developing developing communities and one thing that's important more important for that is is improving my foreign language skills so I've been focusing more on my Turkish class although it's not very demanding it's and the course doesn't have very many like requirements but going beyond that and like putting more effort towards that because that's more related to my original goals and intentions of how of how like my dream to help infrastructure comes from like my heritage and my father's background being Turkish but yeah just a little higher really good um lecture very nice thank you very much for sharing Michelle what what's more uh a tool as well Uh, Netflix is so uh, you know that, that that's that's amazing and and I think I think especially dealing when you're in a chaos and and you're in devast- going through a, a very very difficult time, um, you got to also go back and go back to your original mission and vision, and let that be your guide because when when you're, when you're going through a lot of like you know uh, when you're going through kind of a chaos or going through uh, desperation, you got to let that vision that you originally had bring that in front of your face and that will kind of reorient you and reshape you back into shape. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love that. And I think, um, I I mean, it was a subtle point, but it it had to do with like, again, understanding the journey, right? Um, For you all freshmen or sophomores, juniors, like you, you might not understand the wisdom of a class when I'm trying to go into medicine or law or whatever it might be. But I, to be honest with you, I, some of the most amazing classes I took never had anything to do with my major, right? It was just, it was just again, loving the process. I think loving the journey and learning how to get the most benefit out of it uh, is, is, a, is a super important part of this. And I agree with, as long as you understand, definitely if you have not thought about your life direction and where you want to go, definitely 100% this is the best time to do that because that is just going to add so much more to your your long-term, not just your resilience, but also uh, hopefully the success that you'll have and the career that you'll have. So definitely, and I appreciate you sharing that, Eunice. If you're a freshman, if you're a sophomore, if you're, even if you're a senior, like it's a good time to just, things are hopefully, I mean, they're, they're different. They're chaotic in a different way. Uh, but it's a good time to really do a lot of self-reflection and, and have a good yeah. um, vision for yourself. And, and again, if you don't have a vision already, you know, kind of a long-term vision where you're headed in life, it's okay. And, and, and at, at your age, I'm speaking to a lot of college students here, at your age, you know, um, it's normal to explore and kind of figure it out, kind of see where you're at. 
and 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 that's all right. I don't feel the pressure to like get it all down right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you will take classes that that you like as I do with the, even my major, right? You know, Rami, I remember I had a professor. He was a big troll. So we we're in physics, uh, like uh, in a cosmos of physics with like you know um, with the calculus physics, and and so somebody asked like, you know, listen, we're 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 in pre med. Why why are we taking this like calculus based physics? He's like to keep you out of medical school. <laughs> Right. I mean, he, was, he was a big troll, but uh, but you know, I mean, I mean, it, it's part of overall growth. But this is a great time, as as Eunice said, I mean, great time to kind of uh, reflect back and see, you know, what your mission and vision is. I would love to hear from uh, another another uh, folk here. I mean, uh, what, yeah. what what what? Uh, well, well we have to, we have two minutes left. Two minutes? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but we can we can uh, we we can take uh, if it's okay with everybody we'll take another minute or two over. So Afifa wants to mention something, so I'm going to allow her to speak. Go for it. Um, I want to say that I totally agree with your points that resilience means taking day uh, things day by day because that's actually my personal experience right now. I I have been so overwhelmed with the classes, and mm -hmm. I'm alone in New York. And I'm an international student, so I'm also on top of everything. I also have a lot of um, anxiety over what happened to my family, what was happened, what's going to happen to my family, and also what's going to happen to my future because I'm graduating from uh, from um, my master program this year. Mm -hmm. So it's like trying to finish everything in a single day because I want to keep up with everyone, and I just realized that everyone's handle. Um, Pandem the pandemic differently yes. and my style of coping with things is just like slowing down and being very kind like so kind to myself and uh realizing that this is me and i'm not like everyone else and i don't have to be productive if i don't want to be productive i would just like sit back and relax and then trying to finish things on my own pace that's what i'm learning right now and i totally agree with that point too yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, may Allah make it easy for you. And, 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 you know, everyone's journey is not the same. And I think especially when we talk about resilience, obviously we're talking about a lot of high ideals. Uh, and I think I want to be careful here as well. Uh, a lot of folks here, this is not, this is a typical time. Uh, we have uh, millions of Americans who deal with OCD, millions of Americans who deal with, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, millions of Americans who um, have a, in a, a PTSD, this is a special difficult time. And then, of course, like our sister who has life circumstances, like, you know, uh, being an international student and uh, worried about family back home and being alone in New York and, 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 and trying to manage the classes and everything else. So I think what, what's productive for you, what's success for you, uh, what's resilient for you, I think it look a little different than, 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 than another person. And, and I think we, we got to be a little more, as, as you said, something very nice. I mean, just being kind to yourself. You know, and 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 not not beating yourself up. You know, you want to have that standard, have that ideal, push yourself. At the same time, not you. you, you it's more than productive. You know, you don't want to be destructive, right? And 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 I think that's that, that's a very valid point. I I think it it have to be either or. It's not like I I, I got to either achieve and be high ideal up and up and go, or I'm gonna just be laid back. I think that it can be a journey in between. And inshallah, you know, uh, you you find your pace. Yeah, so and, and what I can suggest to you, uh, FIFA, and I, again, we appreciate you sharing, is to really try to think about everything, again, like we said, break it down to smaller pieces so that it's not overwhelming, right? 
what do I need to do for my classes? What am I, what do I need to do for the next steps after class, right? Um, from a career perspective, my family, how, you know, checking in on them regularly, right? Making sure that you're um, creating a support group. And I hope that I, I've been advising this to every community organization that we've been training and talking to, Hassan, um, is to really build communities right now, right? Our communities that we normally have in an MSA or at a, at a school or at a masjid, they're not there. And community is so important. It's really, really important uh, to find your community. And it's important for organizations like an MSA to create community, to create platforms and opportunities for people to speak, to come together, to share, to reflect, to just, uh, you know, kind of be there for one another. And I think that that, that is an essential element of that kind of your personal it, it being alone in a city is very difficult. Like I, I can only imagine. So uh, being able to hopefully kind of connect to a community and, and, and uh, be able to have that uh, allow you to, again, build your resilience, be able to build that strong environment around you. Quick, quick, very 30 second tactic for anybody who's feeling overwhelmed. Um, what, what I call that, what I call is the brain constipation. When you have a lot of stuff on your, on your mind, you, what you have is a brain constipation. So you're going to do a brain dump. Uh, and so I'm, I've talked a lot about that. Basically, those of you who are in overwhelmed, uh, write down everything that's overwhelming you, bullet by bullet, not like paragraph format, like, not like a essay format with like feelings, the concretely. Remember I said panic to, fa uh, to facts, uh, in a panic to reason? List out concretely what are things that are pending, what are things that are worrying me, what are things that aren't are happening. And then kind of figure out what are in my control, what is not in my control, right? And then what can I do about it? If you can write it down, categorize it, it'll help you kind of process uh, anything that's going on. Because if, if you have like more than five things in your head, it, it starts to feel overwhelming than, than more than it is. And so write it down on a list, list format, and then kind of check off like, well, what, what can I do about it? What can I do nothing about? And kind of doing that. And I think you will find yourself, uh, this will be a big favor that you'll do to your, yourself. As we wrap up, we really want to thank Columbia MSA, and the MSA board, everybody at the MSA at Columbia. We hope and pray that Elijah blesses all of you and gets us all out of this difficult time. And that we'll see you again in the near future. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Oak Tree Institute podcast. For more episodes, subscribe and follow us on Apple, Google Play, and Spotify. And for other content that we have, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.